Welcome to Telegeography Explains the Internet, the show that explores the business behind all of the ways humans stay connected around the world. I'm your host, Greg Bryan, and my guest today is my colleague, Paul Brodsky. I brought Paul on to discuss our most recent voice report. Yes, a report all about voice traffic. But in talking about it, we couldn't help but get into really a whole lot more. We talk about the whole history of telecoms and how voice and internet networks are similar and yet very different, and how that fact is impacting voice traffic and revenue. It's not often on the show that we get into histories reaching back a century or more, but this context is really useful for understanding the changes in how humans are communicating here in 2023. So we talk about the cash cow that voice once was and what has happened to that now and the history of the over-the-top and VoIP technologies and how they have disrupted that market. Of course, we could not leave out mobile as Paul came to telegeography from a mobile provider. Now, uh, one small note is that due to technical problems, and by technical problems, I mean human error, and by human, I mean me, we used the wrong mic for much of this recording. But I think our excited voices uh, enthusiastically talking about this stuff should shine through that small technical glitch and be good enough for you to listen to our conversation in full. So off to Paul. Welcome to the podcast, Paul, at long last. Thanks for joining me. Hi, Greg. Happy to be here. All right. Excellent. So um, I'm going to continue asking questions that I, I sort of know the answer to. But Paul, tell us who you are. You know, tell <laughs> uh, well, you know my name, right? Um, my title is, let me see, Senior Research Manager here at uh, Telegeography. I've, um, Sounds right. Yeah. I've been, yeah. been here about as long as you have, Greg. Yeah. Uh, so 17 some odd years. A couple of great years. Believe it or not. Yeah. yeah. Um, in practice, I'm a, I, I, I research telecommunications infrastructure in regionally. I focus on Africa and parts of Europe and the Middle East. Um, I keep track of submarine cable developments, um, internet bandwidth deployments in those parts of the world, um, to enterprise services and cloud services in, in, in those parts of the world as well. Um, and... Despite all of that, despite all of that, I asked you on to talk about yeah, voice. That's right. Um, <laughs> that's right. Which I'm happy to do. Um, yeah, but I also work on our the voice report, which is sort of the uh, uh, the original and frankly the reason for existence. The raison d'etre, yeah. which yeah. I didn't pronounce properly. Yeah. Sorry to our French speakers, but yeah, the, the, going back to I think it's 1989, um, yeah. uh, uh, which was the the very first thing that that was telegeography. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Tele, yeah. meaning distance. Yes, you knew that. Exactly. Right? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, the year 1989 is, I mean, it's significant in the sense that it really it, it really gets pre-internet. Um, mm -hmm. Well, pre-World Wide Web, I suppose, right? Right. There's Ar Ar ARPANET and, and university systems and whatnot. Yeah. But, but they were not. They Tim Berners-Lee had not made the, the World Wide Web, which is what made the internet consumable more. Right. right. So, right. It was not really a proposition back then, which means that, you know, if people wanted to communicate uh, at a distance, tell them. Yeah, there we go. Did you get that? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. Um, there were, you know, we had very limited options, right? If you had a 
friend in another country. And again, we just about all of our research is restricted to international, so mm -hmm. bandwidth, internet traffic flows, voice. We, you know, we, we focus on the international cross-border uh, 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 side of things. But um, yeah, so back then, if you wanted to communicate with someone in another country, you you know, you could write a letter or maybe send a telegram, right? Um, for a long time, longer that lasted longer than yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you know, pick up the telephone, which was this device literally hardwired into your home or office. Uh, wait for a dial tone and you know, punch in a bunch of numbers. Or if you're really old, you spun the dial. Ooh, right. And, and, and the telephone company owned that device. Oh, it did not even belong oh, to you. They, oh, you would. Rent yeah, it. you would rent you it. You tell them where you wanted it. But they look. I think. I think at one point they they introduced different colored telephones. Oh, fancy. Yeah. Like, what, 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 what did uh, uh, Ford say about the Model T? You got yeah. any color you want, as long as it's black. I yeah. Think, I think for a while, for the all phones were black. Yeah. Absolutely. And then so, they got really mad. They came up with something called like Pasha phone to like quiet <laughs> all the the receptionists thought talking, and AT and T said, "You're adding things to our devices." That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, innovation was like, how long a cord do you want? Connecting right. your, uh, you know, your, your receiver, that is the thing you hold in your hand to the device. Yeah, I mean, I mean, back again, so, you know, circa 1989, that's really all that telecommunications was, practically speaking. So um, from a business standpoint, at, at that point, the, the internet would have been only for government and, and university types yeah, and, and yeah, extreme nerds. It had not been commercial yeah. at all. So, um, yeah. Have know, you been so to Epcot? I've never been there. No. Okay, so you know, you know the big know ball, though, right? You know the the big the giant golf ball <laughs> thing was sponsored by AT and T oh. going way back to nineteen eighty three or whatever. Okay. And it, it's a ride about communications. Oh, right? And there there is a scene where you 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 uh it's you know a dark ride kind of like you know moving dioramas right you know, where you go through and there are these like Victorian women. At a patch board oh, with patch cords, right? And like you know, Pennsylvania six five thousand. And it's a how, how does that work? <laughs> like, what? Wow, what the hell? <laughs> Come on, um, yeah. I mean, the, the you know the old um, telephone the way telephone systems worked was it was based on something called circuit switched technology, uh, which is exactly as it sounds. I mean, the, the, the telephone. Was is I, don't know, I guess there's still there's some of the part. It was it's it's an electrical device. I mean mm -hmm. it's a you know you, you, it's it's not plugged so into. You're speaking your your sound waves uh, push like a diaphragm inside the telephone, which turns yeah. into electrical signal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that circuit has to yeah. connect it, all the way to the other end. Well, yeah. I mean if you you're I mean and that device is like there's a, there's an electrical plug that. Mm -hmm. You know, RJ11, I guess they call it, right? But that is a it's copper. It's a copper. I mean, it's it's carrying electrical current. Right. I think it's is it forty volts DC. So you have to have a complete circuit. If whether you're calling down the street or across the world, there yeah. has to be a which is really resource intense. Right? Yeah. So right. So right. So if let's say you're calling your you know, your next door neighbor. Um, uh, you know, you would, you would pick up the telephone, and a, and a circuit would be established between your device and the telephone company's central office, which might be down the road or in town, or maybe a couple miles away. Look, look for it in your neighborhood. You still have one, probably. There's a there's a brick building, probably owned by one of the the 
what we call our box in the business, in case you're not familiar, right? Like, or if you're in another country, just think your local telephone provider. And you know what? Those and those things were built like bomb right. shelters because, yeah. well, the whole other conversation. I mean, basically, the companies were they were incentivized to put a lot of money into their into their infrastructure for a variety of reasons in order to guarantee universal uh, universal service. And I think the government was basically allow them to charge a certain amount that would be allow them to return a nice handsome dividend right. to their shareholders on a regular basis. It's kind of like like pre-regulation banking too, it's like guaranteed returns, like very low risk. But it's like yeah, right. Yeah. And the government saw that as a as a social benefit, right? Yeah. Everyone yeah, in exchange for universal service, like everyone, no matter if you're living in a in a, in a big city or out in a you know a very rural area, you would have a telephone where you could. You know, you can communicate with someone anywhere. Because just like in in what we've talked about on the show a few times, in in the local access broadband, whatever kind of worlds, the economics of stretching wires all the way to sparsely dense, you know, uh, sparsely populated places, just never going to work out, right? right? right. So so you make a deal, like AT and T makes a deal with the government, say basically, let us be a monopoly. And we'll make sure that we cover everybody in the country, yeah. which would never make sense from a from a private company standpoint. Right, and there was some fairly generous cross subsidization going on, where they would basically charge a lot of money to their business customers, and they would charge a whole lot of money for long distance, to, um, to, uh, domestic long distance, international long distance was outrageously expensive, mm -hmm. and but a lot of that money went into subsidizing exactly what you're talking about, Greg, like laying you know uh, you know copper a copper twisted pair out to you know, uh, somewhere in, in, in a really uh, remote location that otherwise they could never get any kind of economic return on it. Um, I just one of the just really fascinating things to me about this is just the intertwining of technology and economics, mm -hmm. you know, and social policy. Right. Right. Things were, in many ways, things were a lot simpler back then and that, you know, you had one one operator effectively. And there were some smaller regional operators. But effectively, it was well. There, there's still hundreds of ILEX. We won't get into that whole yeah. history of the United States. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. And then that, yeah. and that pattern was the case in you know, I think most of the world as well. Right. I mean, in many countries, the, in the U.S., it was there was this there was a publicly traded company called AT&T. It's also still around, right? But they were they were basically a government sanctioned monopoly. It's kind of countries. still around. Really, what we call AT&T now is SBC, just for the record. But yes. <laughs> It would be AT&T going to listen to this. Yeah. Time. I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to get a phone call. Or a, yeah. I'm going to get a letter. Um, but in, in, in other countries, it was it was a, a, a phone com company. It wasn't even a company. Often, it was, often it was the, the post, we call them PTTs because it was a post and telecom company, right? Yeah. So, uh, post, post, telegraph, and telephone. Yeah, it was, exactly. Yeah. It was you know, like a, it was a public utility, just like electricity or water or you know, any letter, right. stuff like that. Yeah. But I want to go back to as a as a um, Technological concepts. So the the you know woman in the Victorian dress plugs your your call has completed the circuit. She finds where that call is going. She plugs it into the big circuit board in front of her. Yeah. How does that relate to what we now call the internet? I mean, at a fundamental level, you're still doing some of the same thing, right? You're you're making a connection between your computer and the computer accessing to send an email or whatever to, right? Well, there's there's switching going on, no doubt, right? But there there's some fundamental differences. Again, with, with circuit switching, you are think of an electrical circuit, which is quite literally is what it was, right? I mean, you, you need you want to connect point A to point B. You need some series of wires to connect A and B and, and complete an electrical circuit, so that you know human you know, humans can sort of you know they can 
we can talk and those you know, diaphragms and the uh, and the receivers can vibrate and you know create electrical circuit which you know, I mean, the, the soup can with the string is not that far off. Right? <laughs> it's, it's not. Right? It's really not. Yeah. Right? Um, and anyway, that's called circuit switching because you've got an electrical circuit connecting the two. And you know, in the case of you know the ladies in the Victorian dresses, they're in front of a patch panel. I guess it was called. Yeah. Words. Yeah. They were, you know, the call's coming in from from A and wants to connect to B. And so you know, the woman there would literally take the cable and connect. You know, this you know, plug it into this hole on the patch panel to another one, and that that connects uh, to the called party, and you know, and, and the circuit is complete. And so you've got in that case, you've got um, you've got an electrical circuit that is dedicated exclusively for that phone call for the entire duration of that phone call, and it's a it's a pretty inefficient way to right. go about you know go about doing these things. Um, or if if the call was say long distance, then you know the, the, the the woman would then connect it over to a different panel, to a different panel that handled, you know, a trunk line that would connect, you know, a switch here to a switch over in the other city. You or you get on the New York to London trunk line. The now you're really talking. Exactly. Right? Yeah. In fact, you know, a long time ago, those would get about as far as somewhere on the East Coast, and then there would be some actually some radio telegraphy going no on. Kidding. Yeah, yeah, because even though they had some rudimentary uh, uh, cables underneath the Atlantic, I think a lot of that. Back in the 30s and 40s, there was a mm -hmm. leg of that that was actually done by radio. Mm -hmm. um, be that as it may. Right. Um, it's incredibly inefficient, is the point. Totally. Right, right, right. Which is one reason why it was so darn expensive. Right. right? Uh, a lot of cost goes into building all that stuff. And, if, uh, and so the supply was just so limited. Mm -hmm. Now, so that's so that's circuit switching. Packet switching, which is basically how the internet works, is, is fundamentally different in that that's. Um, File data content, we want to call it, whether it's a, a, a phone, you know, a human voice conversation or a video of what, Greg? Uh, a cat. A cat. I mean, it's doing almost something. a cat video. Yeah, what's the cat doing? Right? You know, jumping on a dog or playing the piano. Or someone someone getting hurt in some way. Absolutely. Like, like the internet just became America's funniest home video. Absolutely. A skateboarder just eating it on, <laughs> on a concrete or something. Um, or, I don't know, or, or uh, downloading an HTML page, whatever. Right. You know, whatever that that content is, it, ultimately that stuff gets it gets sampled, it gets digitized, right, into just basically a whole long string of ones and zeros, which then gets sort of you know kind of packaged up into what are called packets, and each packet then gets routed um, from you know, the origin IP address to the destination. But IP not unlike a phone number in a way. It's like it's got it's got a number that's telling you where where yeah. it goes. The weird thing though. Packet switching is that in theory anyway. Those big, you know, let's say you like, just from giggles, you have a thousand packets, right? You just said each of those packets could, could take its own unique path on its way to the destination, and at the destination they get uh, they get reassembled. Which and, is particularly amazing that we do that with video calls and whatnot. Right, that's exactly but right. it's fundamentally different than a voice call, which would by nature have to be your single path. Exactly. Right? That's exactly right. At yeah. the very inefficient rate that a voice goes over wires, right? So yeah. 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 So again, so it's uh, you know the, the, the circuit switching and the packets. It's funny back in the, I don't know mid nineties, I think, when as the internet sort of sort of sort of taking over, there was there was a funny there were two funny terms that would use between uh, uh, people who worked at the at the at the, the, the phone companies that worked on circuit switching and those that worked in packet switching, they're referred to as bellheads and, oh God, I've farted out. 
bellheads and medheads. That's it. Really? Yeah. I've never heard yes. of that before. Yes. That was, yeah. I was, yeah, I've never remembered that. Right. Yeah. For a bellhead, if you were smart, right. you know, if you cared about a future career, you could sort of teach yourself to become a medhead. All right, so we're so we're sort of like maybe at the 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 pre or early days of of the internet. Um, I remember this Simpsons episode from the first few seasons. There, I guess this is like early nineties, where Bart makes a phone call to Australia, and uh, the little boy on the other end like has to jump on his tricycle. It's like a prank call, I think. Jump on his tricycle to ask like his dad if the refrigerator is running or something, right? So, but they can't go and, and, and exactly the it's like through the outback, right? And so Bart racks up hours long conversation uh, to to Australia, which ended up like you know ruining the Simpsons financially. Why it was really so expensive and what happened to change that? Yeah. Um, limited supply and limited number of uh, operators at, mm -hmm. at the time, right? I mean, right. So that limited supply is that uh, you have, uh, what is it, 64 kilobits yeah. uh, on, on a voice channel? Yeah. yeah. And the limited number of operators is that there was monopolies essentially for the reasons that you you. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and frankly, just a dearth of, 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 uh, of uh, long distance you know, fiber. Cables that could handle, you know, that, that could that could increase increase the supply of voice channels. Right. So yeah, it would have been just prohibitively expensive for it. Whereas packets, yeah. like you can put packets going to a hundred different purposes all together in the same stream, um, because on the same wavelength on one fiber or whatever, right? Like, well, I mean, that's not well. I mean, vo international voice prices came way down in, um, you know. Late nineties, late two thousands, mm -hmm. due to mostly because of the wave of liberalization. Now, how they were, how they were building off their voice networks, you know, it's it's not unrelated, but I think the right. Real so the first was liberal, which, yeah. is, which is a great point. Bringing up that right, our last meaningful uh, legislation on telecoms at all in the United States right. was the nineteen ninety six Telecoms Act, which uh, previously we had already broken up. The, the Bell monopolies, you had know, the regional uh, Bell companies and that sort of thing. But then in 1996, you came up with much more liberalization, like opening the market to competition and unbundling and things like that. Yeah, and it spurred. And, it spurred, and that, had, that spread all over the world. Yeah, and it spurred. I mean, that also spurred uh, the development of mobile networks as well. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it addressed, uh, among other things, uh, the siting of, of, uh, of cell sites, of cell towers, where they could be built in municipalities. Municipalities could not just say, no, you're not allowed to build any cell site here. Right. Uh, that's just, I only know this because I attend a lot of zoning hearings back when I worked <laughs> for <laughs> Nextel Communications. I'm dating myself right now. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to get too far. No, no, no. That's, that's, that, that, that's actually interesting. But no, the, 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 but this, you know, the, the spur in international calling was driven largely, again, by you know, the liberalization, both of the international markets and of uh, the local markets as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and and the, including the developments of, of mobile operators. Right. So, whereas you know, once upon a time, again, you had you know, Ma Bell as your phone company. Now, yeah, those Ma Bell, those probably another landline competitor, and there might have been two or three mobile operators mm -hmm. as well, suddenly operating in your in your neighborhood, and they would you know compete on price and, and other services as well. Yeah, I, I remember this. I'm making so many TV references. I remember this commercial. Where they're, it's like this uh, British American family, and they want to call uh, grandma in in London or whatever. And it's like they have like a schedule of like you can talk to her from you know seven yeah. to seven o three, and then you like that's right on Sunday for, for cheap, <laughs> right? You know. Exactly. But think about it. Like why? Yeah. Why would they? 
why would think about this? Why would they drop the price on calls on say weekends or in the evenings? Or lower demand, right? Right. Yeah. I mean that that's businesses are absolutely yeah. that should that should tell you something, right? Yeah. That that what, price discrimination is that the term, yeah. right? Where yeah, yeah. you know these networks that were built out, I suppose, for, for you know for their peak hour, which back then would have been still like business customers, right. are laying unused on weekends and mm -hmm. the evenings. So if you're Sprints or whatever. Right. So, well, why not try to make some money off of this by offering more attractive prices for social calling? Uh, yeah, call, 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 call your mom on Mother's Day. Yeah, know? yeah. Call your mom, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. So, if you go read our telegeography report, which of course you should, which everyone should do. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, the first couple of sentences is going to start out essentially saying that voice is dying. Right. We, it's all very depressing. Yeah. Isn't it, right? yeah. Um, what are we doing here? Uh, people still like to talk to each other just as much, right? Like I know, I know that uh, texting is now. In fact, we were saying earlier that in the in the movie uh, uh, The Hangover, he says like, "Don't text me," right? Like, <laughs> right. And at, the, at that time, whatever that was, fifteen some years ago, I was oh yeah, I'm not going to text people. Like, no, now that yeah. is the primary way of communication. Yeah, but. But, but even still, but we now, still talk to each but other. But not when you're driving. Right? Yeah, yes, exactly. Never, never, never text and drive. Yeah, um, yeah we, we, there's, I mean, there's, there's no reason to believe that we are talking to each other less, right? It's just the you know, international long distance minutes are dropping. But that's different than saying that, that we are talking to each other less. I mean, something is taking up that, the, 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 the void there. Right, so it's a technology difference, yeah, it's not like, a, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a matter of technology and just and and internet based apps that have, um, you know, that have that have uh, taken uh, that, have, uh, that have become quite popular. So, for example, WhatsApp or or Viber, and these all sort of started as texting right. apps. And again, like you know, it's not much of a leap to add a voice layer on top of that because again, voice just doesn't take up that much bandwidth, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so. We, we're seeing an ever-increasing amount of, say, uh, just of usage of these apps. Um, some of the data is actually kind of hard to come by. A lot of these companies stopped publishing numbers. Like WhatsApp used to publish just how many downloads there had been. Facebook bought them a couple of years ago, and those numbers are kind of hard to come by now. Same with, I think Viber might be the same way. on or Skype. I mean, so yeah, I mean, Skype, there, yeah. there was a time when um, Skype was the word you would use for an OTT they were voice call. Of, well, first, tell us what OTT is yeah. and what the significance. So is. Uh, the term OTT is used a lot. It, it stands for over the top, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, we don't mean spectacular. Um, <laughs> that, that was an over the top call. Right. So the, over, it, over the top was kind of used. It's just kind of a pejorative, is my opinion, for a long time. Where, um, yeah, and Skype was really the first. Gosh, I remember when Skype was developed. And it was two thousand three. Like yeah, yeah, it was like, yeah. and it was, it was, it was something that you used on your computer, right? Right. right. It, you know, you would. It, it was a. It was an application that you ran on your computer. And, you know, you're having phones with apps back then, for, right? For, you know, right. And it. your buddy, yeah. you know, would have, would install it as well in his computer. Your buddy could be in the next town over or in Finland. West or whatever, right? But yeah, but, but that was I mean, that was a classic example of where you know a couple of smart people got together. And said, Wait a minute, let's just convert the human voice into a bunch of ones and zeros. Estonian, Estonian, yeah. and send that over to uh, you know just and just send that over the the internet to you know your your 
you know, your friend in another country. And, um, you know, that voice is being sent on an application that is writing on the internet. And the over-the-top part is that in many cases, your ISP and your friend's ISP through which you get internet was also the telephone company. Right, right. So they saw this as a threat. Like, well, wait a minute. Our red butter. cash cow. Right? Yeah, our red butter is yeah. like the international phone calls. And wait a minute, you're just paying for for your internet service, and you're you're going to use this application that does that mimics what our international long distance network does, but you're not going to pay us for that. And to and to the to the operator of a network, a, a packet of voice looks just like any other packet. Of exactly. Voice. They, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They can't price discriminate on that, or because no. you can't even identify it. Right. Right. So, right. Yeah. Right. right. And then, no, that. But even then, the threat that sort of computer-based Skype, for example, posed probably wasn't that great because, well, you got to go get your computer and turn it on, right. and you know, right. you got to get the, the novelty of having a video or whatever isn't the same as like being able to just call someone whenever you want. Right okay. now, the big so, but, but the big um, accelerator, I think it's fair to say here, was the development not not. Not of mobiles per se, but of like 3G and then more importantly 4G and 5G mm -hmm. of networks on your mobile. Right. Because now you've got more than enough access bandwidth on your mobile device. Right. And if you can get those apps on your phone and um, just make them really easy to use. And it's untethered. It'll notify you when you're getting a call, whereas like I'd have to plan out with my friend ahead of time, maybe let's get on Skype at this time right. so that you you have Skype loaded or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Whereas this like essentially rings your phone just like it would. That's right. right? You know? yes. yeah. and then that, I think that that is really what has driven down the uh, the number of international call minutes delivered over the traditional uh, long distance networks. But having said that, I mean, Still, what, 380 billion minutes of, of international right. long distance. So, so that, that means there's still 380 billion minutes of people picking up a traditional telephone that is completing a circuit to the other. Well, end. okay. So, or, well, or does it get more complicated it's a little, than that? Yeah, it's a little more complicated than that. So I've been really confused matters here. And I'll probably be the most confused out of all of them. So <laughs> we, we kind of need to distinguish between the whole idea behind circuit switch and packet switch is getting really muddied now, right? Mm -hmm. Because the old circuit switch technology, while there's still some of it, what's referred to as TDM te technology, time division multiplexing um, equipment, which was designed pretty well, designed around the human voice. Some of that is still in service because it's really good, it's really reliable, and it's paid for. Right. Which is so, why we have such funny numbers like 1.544 for T1. Right. That's was exactly a certain right. it was 24, 64 kilobits yeah. or something here. T1 yeah. is 1.544 megabits per second, yeah. which is 29 of European. It's a little differently yeah. now, Greg. You so know, TTE ones are two megs. But it's, it's, not, it's not 2000, it's 2044. Yeah. Right? But the DS0 is a DS0 everywhere. Why? Because the human voice does 64 kilobits. Physical, so just to make matters really confusing, even the traditional telephone companies are themselves incorporating IP in a protocol into their voice networks. Mm -hmm. But that might happen in the middle or long haul segment. So if so, let's say let's say I'm a grandma and I still have an ISDN 
phone line in my house. Now, ISDN complicates a little bit because it's uh, an interstitial. Why are you going there, man? ISDN. Yeah, so, so forget that. Just a twisted pair. Right? Yeah, okay. okay. Yes. <laughs> and I pick out my twisted pair. That's still working the same way that you sort of suggested before. It's translating my voice into electric signals. But then it becomes BOIP somewhere later down the line? It might. Okay. <laughs> but that's possible. Right? Yes, okay. yes, right. yes, 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 yes. So and then maybe we need to back up a little bit and say, okay, there's something called VoIP, voice over IP. Yeah. And there's these apps that you were talking about. Yeah. Skype. Are those OTT? Are those different things? So let's, let's, yeah. let's, let's talk. We're kind of talking <laughs> apples and oranges here. So, all right, yeah. so there's, the, there's the technology side and there's kind of the commercial side. Gotcha. So the technology side, a, a lot of these international voice minutes that we tallied this for the year 2021 became in what about 380 billion minutes. Um, a fair bit of that um, of those minutes is actually voice over IP. It's within the carrier's network, right? And they're counting point A to point B. They're billing per minute, just they, like they would for a traditional. Stadium. Absolutely. And so I should say to the listeners, I'm learning here because I've never worked on the telegraph report and my entire. Uh, it's time to tell you. I know, right? So, yeah. so it never got like it looks like a duck, it quacks like a duck, mm -hmm. it's a duck, right? I mean, it's 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 a it's an international long distance minute that right. we count, even though the uh, the operate the uh, the, uh, the, the carriers mm -hmm. um, in many cases, in most cases, have replaced a lot of their traditional circuit switch right. equipment with IP. But we and the carriers are still counting that as traditional voice. Correct. That's yeah. a separate category from the OTTs. That's right. That's right. That's right. right. That's okay. okay. Yeah. So right. So let's. So yeah. So let's separate that out. Mm -hmm. So that all counts as um, um, as international long distance. Why? Well, because it's reported by the carriers. And we and, and it is quote unquote circuit switch only in the sense that again it's it's point A to point B. The internet. We don't count minutes in the internet. Right. You couldn't. You can't. It's diffuse packets exactly. being routed randomly. And, right. Yeah. Whether whether the international carrier is using old circuit switch slash TDM technology or their own voice over IP technology is irrelevant. We, we, we count that all as, as international voice minutes. The apps that are used. Right. Right. Such as WhatsApp, WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger or whatever. That's all over the internet. Right. It's just the internet. Think of that. It's, it's it's just another app. And to, to any monitoring service or anything would look just like a packet of anything. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Got it. And so so when we're looking at that and we're saying like things are on the decline, we mean you know sort of that that um, even if it's even if it's VoIP in the middle or whatever, it, it's, 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 metered, it's it's metered by the minute. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that started to decline. In if if you go as I did to the executive summary of our voice report, that started to decline in 2015, and I found this really interesting. It said for the first time since the Great Depression. Yeah. How do we know that? <laughs> well, because there's this thing called the Federal Communications yeah. Commission, which was now the, the FCC has has tracked international well from the U.S. anyway, right. international voice traffic uh, since the early 30s, mm -hmm. and it has always trended. I guess during the Great Depression when when uh, you know. Everybody was poor, it seemed. Nobody had, had a, you know. Well, these international minutes were really expensive back then. Yeah. So that's that's it. right. <laughs> and like, yeah. the, the overwhelming majority of the small volume of minutes would have been businesses or government. Mm -hmm. right. 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 So, right. 
Uh, well, I wonder what the numbers look like during the war. I didn't. I didn't actually. Find I should probably. Yeah, they surely, that. surely. Oh, uh, trend went up. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah. yeah. So twenty fifteen was the first year, and it was yeah. because of these things that you're mentioning. Yeah. There's the OTT. Yeah. And, there's no reason. Yeah. Again, look at face of nothing else on all of our prior years data showing ever in every year like like clockwork the number of international minutes always when there's more people in the world right right every year and prices and they're more mobile than they used to be yeah so that's right that's, that's, with the international right yeah and and uh, prices come down so it, it, everything we've been seeing for a long long time showing those international volumes trending upward we have to assume that that trend continues. It's just the manner in which we are talking right. to each other is changing. That's right. So the so if we if we could if we had the data to plot conversation minutes, yeah. it would still be on that same trajectory, if not even increase. It's just, especially with the pandemic, it probably did increase quite a bit. Sure. It's just that what we see as metered voice minutes has gone down every year since 2015. Yeah, and, uh, along with revenue, I assume, yeah. right? So. We necessarily have to make some yeah. assumptions here about, right. you know, about uh, uh, overall voice uh, mm -hmm. voice traffic, but um, and know. it's important to track that way because it is it is the revenue going away, right? Oh so, yeah. So, so in yeah. the end, uh, to to suppliers of telecommunication services, broadband is broadband is broadband, and they get a certain ARPU. Which tell us what an ARPU is, I guess. But it's like, average revenue. Right. You don't use ARPU in broadband, so I just bring that on. You know, I just think it's, you know, right? it's, about, yeah. it's, it's per unit, yeah. so it's typically right. used in mobiles. So, so that um, that that what what we're what we're tracking that's on the decline is sort yeah. of this these metered voice minutes that have a, a particular charge associated with them going away to something that no one can really see, which is that it's getting routed just like any other internet yeah. traffic. Right? So, so I have not read the telegeography voice report that often over the years, I'll admit, but I read it uh, in anticipation of this episode, of course. And one thing that really struck me as fascinating about our work there, that it's a little bit disappointing is going to go away if the salt gets subsumed into packet switch internet, right? But is there's like a, like a human geography sort of democracy study inherent in our data that you look at like international traffic flows and you can look at migratory patterns or whatnot. So so like what are what are some of the, the heaviest international traffic routes in the world, for example? Well, well it stands to reason, right? I mean people people call back to their families, right? right? So the, the biggest route in the world, and it has been for a long time, is the US and Mexico. Um, neighbors, but also neighbors that have a lot of population exchange. That, right? Yeah, so, no, that, no, that, that's the issue. Yeah. There is there is a very Fairly close, as you're saying, you know, mm -hmm. correlation between uh, you know a country of origin, country of residence, I guess you would say, and 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 international traffic flowing. But yeah, the U.S. Mexico is the largest um, international route in the world. U.K. to India, there's many mm -hmm. people in the U.K. of yeah. Indian of uh, Indian descent. Um, there are a lot of in Germany. They're interesting. There's, there are a lot of immigrants, people living in Germany, either either having immigrated or or with family back in both. Poland and Turkey, and mm -hmm. uh, those are a couple of the biggest routes in the world as well. I know that because uh, in Berlin, there's lots of great like flopple stands and shawarma places. Yeah, one And there are countries like um, like in the Gulf, particularly like uh, Bahrain or Qatar or the UAE. Uh, there are a lot of migratory workers there, mm -hmm. and the 
it's what's so interesting is the, is the traffic imbalance between these places. People tend to call, you know, the, the, uh, migrants migrants from poorer countries who go to wealthier countries to find work mm -hmm. will call back home. It doesn't go the other way, right? Because they're making the money and maybe remittances backwards, and they're footing the bill. Right? Absolutely, okay. yeah. So, what's the future of voice then, Paul? I mean, we're going to keep seeing this decline and get subsumed into the internet, um, or does that do anything to data networks? I mean, you've said that voice takes up very little bandwidth, so. Yeah, of course, the data networks, I, honestly, I don't think it's gonna, it has much of an impact mm -hmm. at all. It's just, it's just um, it takes up very little resources. When, when we, we track international balance deployments very, very closely, and the lion's share of, of you know, we measure the term terabits or now, petabits of, of per second of, a, of bandwidth, and the lion's share of that is deployed by big uh, hyperscalers like Google and Meta. So the cloud is Yeah, it's these companies basically stitching together their, 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 their data centers. Mm -hmm. right? They need mm -hmm. enormous pipes to, uh, to, uh, to stitch them together. And, Voice traffic being dumped onto you know, at that scale—it's just—it's just those really are It's, a, it's a droplet in the in the lake. It's a, yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, the thing to keep in mind is let's not lose track of scale here, though. I mean, yeah, we—you know—the the sort of the classic international long-distance metered service. Sure, that the volumes are dropping quite a bit, and the revenues are dropping a lot mm -hmm. as well. But still, like. Fifty some billion dollars in revenue. So that, that, that's that's what I really want to focus on. Is, um, so in my world, it's often like, oh, when does MPLS disappear? And there's you know great proclamations that very soon, and not turning out that way. People still want to like rely on that a little bit more. I assume that you know we we keep tracking this. We're going to keep tracking that as, as long as people will pay us to. Yeah, right. Yeah. But that but that like uh, it's. Diminishing, but not disappearing in, in a foreseeable time scale. No, yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, I was just looking earlier about you know the, the you know global revenues for say IP transit mm -hmm. or for uh, uh, international private line is dwarfed by that right. by the volume by the, by, the, by the revenue. So well, partially because revenues. of what we're talking about that that a packetness of packets and yeah, and it's like, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. I, I just find this so interesting. Another yeah. another thing that. I find really interesting is this I feel less of well, it's esoteric, but like anyway, is um the persistence of telephone numbers. Mm, mm -hmm. Right? Right. Like there was a there was a sense, I don't know, 15 years ago, maybe roughly. Yeah, I have a handle. Everyone yeah. could find me through my digital ID in some other way. Genome right? was gonna right. take over. You know what? If, if you want particularly any, you know, most of these um uh, apps that run on your on your phone say what's do you use WhatsApp, correct? I mean, sometimes I, I do. I do when I'm traveling internationally. That's the main use well, I get out of it. You know? Guess what? You know, if, if, if you if you want someone to reach you on WhatsApp, you give them your telephone. Oh, it's true. The same true. thing that yeah. you know, your your local um, uh, uh, company. You know, what company gives you? Is, is that really important? I would think because like so, one of the downsides of like something like Skype or, or those Skype. Actually, I think that this as well, but but you know, sort of Facebook Messenger, say or whatever, is that you need to have someone's handle and be connected to them and all this sort of thing, right? So whereas if you can just dial a phone number and you already have that, then uh, did that lead to the greater popularity of the OTTs being able to tie it to a phone number like that? Oh, that's a really good question. 
I, I mean, I don't have a definitive, it would make sense right. to me, right? right, right. I mean, we can't track that, so yeah, we can't say yeah. for sure. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's, it's funny, domestically, you know, we don't think twice about calling each other, about giving each other our phone numbers, because they're, Phone calls are effectively free, right? right. right. You buy you buy a service from your mobile operator for some outrageous amount of money because we're in the US. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll delete that, okay? Um, you buy a mobile service from uh, you know, your operator here in the US and you have a telephone number mm -hmm. associated with your with your with your device. Um, and so we don't think twice about giving our friends and our family. But the, the volume doesn't matter, really. Is essentially, it's a prepaid. Kind yeah, of that's right. Yeah, I mean, like, who? You know, when's the last time you paid? You know, oh, I'm calling California. That's kind of no. It's all. all, all I, I remember those days, but they're yeah. long in the past. Right. Yeah. So we we are all quite comfortable having a phone number. So we're not. Yeah, I guess I'll speak for myself. But I'm terribly averse about giving our phone numbers to people in other countries as well. People mm -hmm. get a hold of you. Just hit me on WhatsApp. And right. Here's my phone number. Right. Frankly, it's easier to remember than a lot of other mm -hmm. things. Like if I had some sort of, I don't know, yeah, I guess not a Skype panel. I haven't, right. It's been a while since I've used it. I thought, what was it? I need a password, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Just use my phone number. Just yeah. text me or call me on right. WhatsApp. You know? Right, and and, the, and like I said before, the, 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 it will it will ring when that happens, and yeah. that is, that's like a, a key feature. Of yeah, it. It yeah, can be somewhat unexpected, right? Yeah. So we're we're nice. In, in business communication now, so like if I'm going to do a Zoom or a Meet, that can literally only happen when you've already both agreed on a time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah. So that is a fundamental change in the way that we communicate that I think in some ways never goes away, especially those uh, uh, on maybe more sales or that mm -hmm. kind of thing where you like, you might want to try to get a hold of someone without having already agreed to a time. Right? Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> so, do, you, you know. do you FaceTime too much? Not much, no. no I don't uh, either. With, with the, the kids with the grandparents, that's the primary use of FaceTime. But even then, yeah. wouldn't you signal yeah. to your parents that, like, hey, can we do a FaceTime? Yeah, yeah, we, like, we, we would set it up. Yeah, yeah, because you don't want to, like, well, like, you don't want to catch someone when you know, <laughs> they're indisposed in some way, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a similar, I don't know, yeah. similar dynamic, what you're describing. Yeah. The, um, like Zoom or whatever. Yeah, if it's unannounced, I will dial yeah. a phone number. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which makes a separate conversation. It makes me think that, you know, video calling kind of has a bit of an upper bound, you know, for mm -hmm. any reason. Yeah. You, know, you don't just sort of like, you know, randomly. You have to be prepared with your tableau <laughs> and your, <laughs> That's right. your, you know, appropriate clothing. <laughs> right. So the upshot, Paul, there is that we're going to keep doing the Telegeography voice report. Um, and, uh, and, and carriers are going to keep offering voice service, I think, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And, you know, as like any, no, like any business, I suppose, that, that sees, you know, that has reached peak revenue and sees revenues coming down, um, there's been, there's been a lot of consolidation. Mm. That's what happened. That's natural, right? Right, right. Um, and there's a whole other portion of this, which we really haven't touched on at all, which is the, the international wholesale market. There's this mm. whole thing we could right. get a ton of whatever. Terminating voicemails. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of the... There's always been sort of a market for like a middleman because mm -hmm. if you think about it, if you know there's what 200 roughly countries in the world, 180 countries, but a lot of countries in the world, and depends on how one counts that. That's right. Complicated, right? Yeah. Um, but in you know, there's no one carrier in the world that can that can connect all of the the country right. pairs, right? So there's this big industry of, of wholesale operators that sort of sit in the middle. 
well, they, you know, for example, if I don't know, someone in Chile wants to speak to someone in Pakistan, there's no, there's, you know, the, the, I, that's I just, an unusual pairing, so it pair, takes yeah. a lot of coordination. Yeah. So I strongly suspect, yeah. there, I don't know if that, but I strongly suspect there is no one Chilean operator right. that has direct interconnection to Pakistan. So they will they will go to companies like you know, Photophone or Claro or, or, mm -hmm. or, 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 or Tata. Who are also, just to be clear, who are also retail voice operators, but they have wholesale terminations. Some of them. Yeah, like some of them are. Some of them are exclusively wholesale, wholesale like ibase. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and one of the really funny things is that it, it's not, and even the wholesale operators, they don't necessarily have connections in every country as well. So, if you call from, I can't remember why I picked Chile and Pakistan, just totally random. Um, you know, they call from, say, Chile to Pakistan, they actually traverse the, you know, three or four or more networks mm -hmm. to get from, you know, from point A to point B. Right. Um, and that's a whole business that we track in the report as mm -hmm. well. And that that's that, that is a uh, that's an industry that is that is really consolidated. Mm -hmm. so it's, it's, at, at this at this point, if you don't have scale, you're not going to make money. Right. So uh, a lot of companies have joined together. A lot of companies have gone out of business with mm -hmm. the margins. In order to make margin, you need huge scale. Uh, so it's a volume business. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. In order to eke yeah. Out, you're eking out. You're eking out tenths of a. Of a cent per minute, but mm -hmm. if you do that, like you know, at billions, billions of times, minutes, yeah, you can make a real Yeah, yeah. You know. And without we, we, you know, we should wrap up without getting too into the weeds. But Craig, I want to talk about mobile termination. Yes. Oh yes, absolutely. Oh, so we'll do, we'll do that for sure. But <laughs> in 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 wholesale sort of termination, what what does their physical infrastructure look like? Like how are like like do they need to own these wires? Are they are they leasing wires from the other stuff that we cover at Telegeography? Yeah, yeah I mean a company, they, a wholesale operator. So wholesale operators, they the service they offer is termination. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's yeah. It, it, that's a great question, right? It took me a while to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, so let's say, uh, well, I'm kind of uh, wholesaler A, we'll call them. Uh, they will offer. A list of termination to I don't know fifty countries and maybe to multiple operators within, within those countries. So say right. Austria may have I don't know three or four mobile operators. Then they offer termination to three of those operators. Different and also exchange carriers within those. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they'll say, hey, uh, you know, uh, mobile operator in Chile, mm -hmm. if you need, you know, if you are if your customers are calling Brazil. Um, we can give us your traffic. We will terminate an result for you, so you don't have to arrange an interconnection. I see. So you don't you don't have so so. Just like you said, they're a middleman where I don't need telecom company A in in this country to talk to telecom company B in that country. We'll pick it up from you and yep. take care of it. That's right. And so they have to have arrangements with those. Carriers inside, where I say Brazil, right? Mm -hmm. And they'll they'll have yeah physical interconnections, but they don't. That that wholesale operator does not literally carry the call to the end customer. Rather, they carry right, to their exchange. Yeah, to the operator. Mm -hmm. To so let's say the end customer is a mobile operator C in Brazil. They'll interconnect with mobile operator C in Brazil, and mobile operator C will then you know take it to the customer. All right. So at the risk of sounding really stupid, does this happen in like what we? 
now called data centers like colo facilities or does this like where does this physically happen yeah i mean back before there were well again before there was an internet there were these you know the telephone companies built out central offices 60 houses street yeah big like, big absolutely big big um big switching centers mm -hmm. and many of those switching centers sort of you know as the internet developed you know tacked on uh the data for equipment, yeah, yeah equipment exactly. for, for, for you know, routers and switches mm -hmm. and stuff. Interesting. All right, so mobile mobile termination. Oh, right. How is that? How, what, what? What? I mean, we. So, I'll start with with this in the sense of like when you're talking about telecoms with a layperson, one of the things that they that they really don't get is that ninety some odd percent of everything you do happens on wires. Including mobile calls, right? So yeah. the only mobile part of my mobile call is from my mobile to the nearest tower, which is usually pretty close. Right? So, yeah. so what happens from there? What what is uh, like those of us who once worked as radio frequency yes. engineers yeah. or mobile operators spent a lot of time on the roofs of uh, right. know, office buildings and apartment buildings and various stuff. Yeah, so you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, the the you know, it's not it's not. No, it's it's not magic. It's not the ether connecting your mobile right. to you know. We well, mean, I mean, most people think it's like bouncing up to a satellite yeah. somewhere. No, no. <laughs> there, there's there's literally yeah. radio transmitter and receiver in your phone right. at an extremely low level power. So right. Um, but yeah, you're in communication with a. It's funny we call it a cell tower, but yeah, you know, a tower like literally a tower. More accurately, the term is a cell site. Right. And because they're not usually on towers, but just tops of buildings, like you said. Yeah, and if you're driving on the interstate mm -hmm. um, in some rural parts of, you know, uh, of the country, <laughs> uh, or you'll just see, you'll see these big lattice towers right. uh, looming off in the distance, mm -hmm. and uh, you'll, you'll see, if you look really closely, uh, you'll see sets of antennas. They don't look like your typical whip antennas. They're, mm -hmm. They look like panels, so like these white rectangular things. Um, and those those antennas are, are, are connected to uh, equipment down at the base of these towers. By coaxial cable, typically three quarter inch, inch, inch right. cable, and that equipment is then connected to the rest of the world by fiber. fiber. Yeah. That's what I was doing here. Those T ones and T threes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So really, the only wireless portion is just that small bit from you know, your phone to that cell site. And again, in a, in a dense urban core where we are now, that might be a matter of a couple hundred feet. If you're out uh, in rural areas, it could be it could be five miles, ten miles mm -hmm. or more. Um, but then from there, does it just look to our data to the telephone company, like a phone call? Absolutely, okay. absolutely. It's just like anything else at that mm -hmm. point. Um, the issue, the, the issue of termination, the mobile termination, is really interesting. When when you make a phone call to, well, it, it works for, for fixed telephones as well. If I'm again, we'll restrict this to international. Let's say you're in Germany, mm -hmm. right? And I'm in the U.S. and I'm calling you on your mobile. Uh, and let's say you're, good time. Uh, yeah, good, thank you. Um, and let's say you're, I don't know, you're a, a Deutsche Telekom customer mm -hmm. or whatever the whatever the brand is, T-Mobile, whatever they call it in Germany, the, the mobile brand of it. And I want to call you. I pay for those minutes. The trick is that your the network that you're on. Mm -hmm. Has a monopoly. The mobile nature network, has right. a monopoly over the service known as mobile termination. Mm -hmm. If I want to call you, mm -hmm. I have no choice but to run through your network to connect that right. call. And in theory, your your mm -hmm. 
your mobile operator can say, great, I'm going to charge you a minute, a dollar a minute. Right. To, to bring that call to Brent Brian. And that's, and that's because unlike wires, there's a physical limitation of wavelengths, frequencies we can use. Is that? No, nah, that's not the issue. I mean, it's, it's just, just monopolies. It's, <laughs> it's just monopoly. It's just monopoly. Yeah. Because <laughs> the same issue if you're fixed. Right. I mean, if you're fixed, if you're fixed right. a telephone customer, right. you know, it's the same thing. You know, the end customer, the, the, your service provider can be like, Right. You if you're listening, you miss Paul's middle finger. <laughs> and for and on the mobile side, um, for a while regulators were actually kind of okay with that because they wanted to encourage the build out of mobile to build, networks. To build, we need revenue to build towers yeah. and get coverage everywhere. Yeah. And so the, and so mobile operators were allowed to charge pretty high fees. Which is why years ago, if you you know drove into Canada or if you're in Western Europe, this probably happened a lot more than it did for us. Like all of a sudden you're roaming and you're like, "Don't call me, I'm roaming," right? Or even yeah. within even within a, uh, a domestic market, if you switch to another carrier, roaming charges were also yeah. there, right? So, yeah. All right, so we've talked about the whole history of telephones. Really, it's been fascinating up to where we are now and, and watching the decline. First, I mentioned before that, that we're, we're still continuing to track this. Do we have a, an update of the report um, coming out? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, yep. Uh, the report was just released um, right, right around the new year. Oh, and, well, that's uh, why our producer, Jane, asked me to do this. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's right. And, uh, yeah, there's been a, a one or two blog posts about it. Uh, is it a blog? Telegeography.com. That, that'll do. That'll yeah. do, yeah. yeah. And if people want to keep track of you specifically, they can find you on, on LinkedIn. Absolutely. Yeah. Paul Brodsky. All right. Nice and Excellent. I look forward to hearing from you. And next time, what should we talk about? Oh, man. <laughs> I, I like talking about fire. I like talking about cable. I like yeah. talking about fire optics. I like talking about internet bandwidth deployments in places like Africa and the Middle East. Um, I'm heading to exciting Dubai early in March for... Uh, uh, for a capacity conference there. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I'll, uh, I'll be sure to uh, bring home some Turkish delight or whatever you want. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Great. All right. Next time. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Telegeography Explains the Internet comes from the experts here at Telegeography. It's edited and produced by Jane Miller, and it's hosted by me, Greg Bryan. And I also wrote that theme song you're listening to right now. To learn more about our data, jump over to telegeography.com and we'll see you on the internet.